The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond. 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 Wow, that was just crazy. Well, we didn't do it last <laughs> week. Crap, across the board. <laughs> Unbelievable. We need to have band practice more often. We're all out of tune. <laughs> Everybody, welcome to Podcast Beyond. This is episode 484. It's a palindrome, Max. Reading glasses for it. It's a palindrome like every 10 episodes. Exciting anyway, time. I'm Max Scoville. I'm joined by Alana Pierce. Hi. Brian Altano. Hey. And Marty Sleva. Whoa. This is a program where we talk about computer games on the PlayStation device. That's it. Anyway, uh, you guys went to PAX this weekend. How was that? What happened? We, we didn't go. <laughs> what? You want to do it? I don't want to do it. You can do it. Go nuts. <laughs> Uh, PAX was great. Yeah. It was very cold. Uh, there's people who right now can't even fly out of Boston because they're just having so much snow there right now. So managed, we managed to avoid that. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of the actual show floor, it was hectic. It was crazy. We did so much stuff. Uh, yeah. We played some really cool upcoming games like What Remains of Edith Finch. Yeah. And yeah, a the, whole bunch of different uh, Anna, Annapurna games. I'm Annapurna not familiar games. with the company. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Annapurna, which is a film production company started by Megan Ellis and uh, – and they've sort of produced and distributed movies like Zero Dark Thirty and Her and Spring Breakers and Lawless. And so it's these. It's like the four most disparate movies. I mean, that's the, the thing is that yeah. the movies don't have anything in common except for the fact that they're uh, risky. They're sort of filmed by auteurs and generally they're heralded come Oscar season. Yeah. And so they're doing they're sort of taking that same mentality and putting it towards games. They've announced that the first four games are going to be uh, What Remains of Edith Finch, which is coming out later on in April, and it's uh, from Giant Sparrow, who did The Unfinished Swan, obviously on PS3, mm-hmm. uh, and then Goragoa, which has been this uh, sort of indie perspective puzzle game that has been shopped around at like GDC forever. Oh, is that the one that looks like a pop-up book? Yep, kind yep, of? Yep. Okay, yeah. I've played like an early build of that. It's yeah, nice. I mean, I feel like I played that at GDC years yeah. ago, and then there's uh, Donut County, which is this awesome sort of Katamari Damacy type game, and then the final one was a new I, game. I think I remember now. It's the Awful Escape of Francis Vendetti. Took us a really we long time. To, to yeah, we tried game. to do we tried to do a bunch of convos on that, and and it was just very difficult. So that uh, is one of the best games I have ever demoed on a show floor. I completely agree. And that was oh I was God. I was texting these guys afterwards that like it's it's a game that like no assets are out for it, so it sucks because like unless you were there playing it, you can't see it what was it was announced like. that day. Right? Yeah, it was Supposed announced there. Yeah. 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 So this is awesome though. Like I've always loved hearing about a game before there's anything to go on. Like yeah. the first the first time someone told me about Katamari, and the only mm-hmm. thing I had to go on was what they described mm-hmm. in my head, and I was just 
piecing it together and then seeing the actual thing. It was you know totally different from what I imagined. Yeah. But you were telling me like, give us, can you give us like the, the elevator pitch or the yeah. the very long elevator ride pitch? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's ultimately like at its core, it's a two D platformer. But uh, its thing is, it feels like you're just like entrenched in a '70s prog rock slash David Bowie album with this like colorful neon. Also Miyazaki, like it yeah. really feels like okay. this Ghibli movie monsters in it who all everyone just plays guitar and you you have this glowing guitar that you can use to platform if you double jump and you keep tapping A, you'll do like a guitar solo oh, kind of. Yeah, and it'll what? cause you to sort of like drift down. What are the what are the graphics like? Is it cell shaded or uh, it looks or? a little yeah. bit like. Uh, Broken Age, yeah. Like the characters look like Broken Age characters, but the backgrounds yeah. are like pink, pink, purple. These vibrant, cool. like sort of like weird neon, uh, like a neon nightmare. And what like we played was really snowy, and all yeah. of the snow is just glistening constantly. Yeah. And there's just everything in the background uh, is just beautiful. And it's you just kind of snowboard at one part um, past this giant planet, and mm-hmm. he's like, "Huh, that's dope." Yeah, like it literally has just a little. Yeah, when I played it, I I walked past like through this clearing and then it reminded I had a lot of these moments like in Journey when you're sliding down. There's the one part where you're sliding down the sand and then the camera sort of goes to the side and you can see the sun setting through the ruins in the background. It's that like I I described as like a moment of awe. Right. And I got those like three or four times in this where you would see this giant planet or this like space whale with a casino on its back just sort of making its way through the background and it's just again it's just unlike well, you shouldn't throw anything. your casinos away in the ocean because they, they get and they get on the lodge yeah. on whales, on yeah. whales it's back. like if child of eden or a game like that were a 2d side-scrolling platformer wow. it's just yeah. so much cool visual stuff yeah and then you would get into these <clears throat> sort of like rock battles with these creatures where there's this like cthulhu-esque old god who is sort of like throwing musical notes at you and you mm. have to do sort of like very simple Simon Says mm-hmm. uh, memory but then I don't know it's just very so, strange and cool. Oh, so also uh, we should mention there was an amp there while we were playing. Because yeah it was this, the craziest sound. Yeah so because there, it's so sound based and there's you're literally like just jamming out on this guitar the whole time uh, the guy who was showing us the game had an amp set up mm-hmm. uh, right in front of us so that the sound was like doubly as loud. It was, it was so Maybe cool. Maybe that's the key to like a really good demo. Yeah. Just, just blasting you with a wall of sound. It worked. Yeah. A, good, a good amp blast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was really great. And then Edith Finch, uh, which I think a couple of us have played and talked about. And that's, you and I played it at PSX. Yeah, yeah. And this was the same demo you got to play. What did you think of it? Oh, I really liked it. Uh, it's so The world is so detailed. I was really thrown because I expected it to be more complicated than it was. So there are a lot of things where I was like, I don't know what to do here, especially having come from just finishing like Virginia. Yeah. Uh, there were so many things that I didn't know how to interact with, but I realized it's just like anything you can interact with has a little circle in it. It yeah, was right. way, way, way over. And then if you need it. to duck in an area, just keep walking yeah, forward. Yeah, and I was like, duck. I don't know how to duck, but it auto-ducks, so it was like, there was, I was totally overthinking it, and I think it's a really observational game mm-hmm. where you're just supposed to be learning things as you go, and it's not told through dialogue, and I really like that kind of it's, thing. It's visually much more cluttered than it is logically. Yeah. Like, yeah. when you're going Absolutely. to solve puzzles, you're like, I'm, I'm overthinking this because everything, this feels like I'm in a real house, and yeah. it's like, where are my keys? I better look everywhere, and it's like it's a video game. They can only be in like one of three places. Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I really love, I really love the art direction. I, I uh, really appreciate how morbid it is. Yeah, it really yeah. is. Um, it's, it's sort a, of triumphant. Effectively killed a child. Morbid. Yeah. yeah. What? At, a, no, yeah. at its core, you are exploring this giant sort of Winchester mystery house that this f- generations of this family have lived in the Finch house, uh, the Finch family, and you come ac- across their rooms that are sort of. They're kept like a museum's kept where you put like a velvet rope over like the the Lincoln bedroom. And so you don't go in there because that's where Lincoln slept. Um, And so you're exploring the house and you sort of find 
these journal entries and you you put yourself in the shoes of these people from the past and how they died. But the way they die is all magical realism. It's like very much entrenched in like Gabriel Garcia Bernal. Like someone will yeah. turn transform into an animal or or a kid will want to go all they the way. Fly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's like, well, obviously they died because they couldn't fly but they do in the dream they fly and so was this the one that has this the swing set that yes. was okay yeah. Yeah. i keep getting this mixed up with that other uh the name is yeah i don't know it just it, I, I can't imagine how i would get these indie games mixed up when we have what remains of edith finch the artful escape of francis vendetti in the same paragraph yeah but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, and that one's coming out very soon. Uh, we'll have more on that in a little bit later. That's then, a uh, PS4 exclusive as well, right? Uh, PC as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, but console exclusive. And then uh, Donut County, which Oof, uh, is so cool. really cool. It's by Ben Esposito, who is one of the artists on The Unfinished Swan. Uh, Doesn't look has, anything like it, though. No, no, no. It looks like uh, it's a very cartoony game set in the American Southwest where you control a sinkhole that like Katamari, the more you can, you can swallow up anything that's smaller than you. And every time you swallow up something, you get a little bit bigger. Um, and so it's like Katamari where you get this constant sensation of consumption, which is weird because like, I don't, I don't like things. I don't own things. I don't buy physical things anymore, but like there's something so satisfying about it continually growing and consuming. Absolutely. We both said the same thing totally separately. As soon as we finished playing where something about, eating like just a couple of blades of grass and then growing and growing and growing to getting a house is just like really calming. Yeah. yeah. You wouldn't expect it to be, but it totally is. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's that, it's that weird kind of like just not, it's not the same thing as like collecting. It's the same thing as, I think as, it's as, decluttering actually. Yeah. yeah. It's, the same, it it's the same sensation of like smashing pots or grass and Zelda, right? Like it's just kind of, you're getting rid of this stuff. Yeah. You know? Getting rid of the stuff that yeah. you don't necessarily need. And yeah. so it's not got to catch them all. It's, it's like getting, getting, suck them all into a vacuum. <laughs> yeah. Got to clean it all. Buying stuff is cathartic, but getting rid of stuff is probably equally, or if not more so yeah. cathartic true. to just sort of just be like, I don't need that jacket anymore. Yeah. Like, it also has uh, really cute animations and um, really cute characters too. Well, the interesting thing is that you suck up things in the sinkhole and every once in a while the camera will zoom into the sinkhole and society has reformed down there. Like no one died. They're just like, yeah. oh dang, we're in a sinkhole now. And so like we're going to grill hot dogs around this campfire and talk yeah. about how we miss being up there. Yeah. yeah and it they sounds all, like an indie-ass indie game. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. They all tell their stories about how they were sucked into the sinkhole oh, and it's super You're cool. going to like this because everyone is blaming it on raccoons. Like oh, everyone down yeah. there is sitting around a campfire. Like it was those raccoons, wasn't how, it? I think that's how someone sold it to me initially. I saw this at like the indie mix we did. Yeah, here, yeah, ago. yeah. And I love that they were like, "Jesus, it was this raccoon's fault, right?" And mm-hmm. I'm like, "What raccoons are you the talking about?" With the, with the snakes and, and there are dogs in it, so I'm a big fan. Yeah, snakes and dogs. It's, it's really cute. It's super well animated, and I also I can't remember why now, but I loved the sound. You know, when I walked out of it, and I was like, "The sound, the sound of this is, really is awesome." Yeah. Huh. So yeah, really a cool bunch soundtrack. of cool. Uh, I feel like these. Very much feel in the spirit of uh, that era of PS3 when we were getting stuff like uh, Journey and Child of, or uh, uh, Pro- uh, yeah Child of Eden no no Child of Eden uh, Child of Light uh, Unfinished Swan like I miss Ubisoft like, man yeah, yeah they yeah. still make stuff yeah. Yeah. Child of Light is a really good game yeah cool stuff yeah awesome so speaking of little little small indie uh, franchises uh, there's an up and coming studio called Bioware <laughs> that has a, a little little title little art house title called Mass Effect Andromeda mm-hmm. it's on its way uh, I'm kidding what became of Commander Shepard yeah <laughs> Uh, we don't speak of that. Mm-hmm. It was a uh, it was a dark time. Well, it was a kind of a red, greenish, bluish time. But uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, Andromeda, you guys got to check out Horde mode. Yeah. So the What's up we, with have, that? we have to play the multiplayer. We can't say it. we got yelled at when we called it Horde mode. Okay. Even though Oops, it's, it's sorry. Horde. No, no, no. It's Horde mode. <laughs> I mean, it absolutely is. Uh, it was funny. We were like, "What is the name of this mode?" They were like, "Oh, it's uh, Mass Effect Andromeda multiplayer." We were like, "Oh, 
It doesn't have like an official title. Oh, like this is just the multiplayer. Yeah. It's just like when Nintendo's like, Donkey Kong is a is not a gorilla, he's a Kong. You're like, he's a gorilla too. Get it together. But it's just there's no PvP in this game. There's no PvP multiplayer. It's all a wave base. Yeah, wave base cooperative. We were on a four person team. Yeah. Um we couldn't get clarification on how many people there actually you actually could have on a team, but I kind of feel like it's gonna stay in full. Um and we got up to I think wave seven uh and it's it's super fun. I mean, the jetpack makes this incredibly fun, and the modes are a lot more uh, vertical than they are in Gears of War, or Halo, or even uh, in Mass Effect Three because of the the jetpack. So if you need to get away from something, you just jump away or you yeah. strafe, and and that uh, really changes the way that everything feels. It also kind of gives you a safety net if you're up somewhere really high and you're up against a bunch of people mm-hmm. and all of your squad mates are elsewhere. You really feel like you can get away, yeah. and you don't let the whole team down by dying on a platform no one can get right. to. Which yeah. I really and like the flexibility. It was of that. cool, and a lot of things are sort of species based and class based. Like you yeah. played as a Krogan Sentinel, Krogan Vanguard, Krogan Vanguard. You I was a sorry Sentinel. No, yeah. Uh, and so you were obviously, you had these like awesome like run in, jump and ground pound. Yeah. Like, you could just like totally clear an area. Yeah. My, my favorite thing to do was uh, I would do a kind of charge attack and knock someone back and then do a ground pound. And most enemies would die just by me doing those two things. And because I didn't have very heavy weapons, uh, my recharge rate was at 100%. Mm-hmm. So it's based on how heavy the gear that you have is on, depends on... So basically, we started with different loadouts. You had a recharge rate of 5%, mm-hmm. meaning from the get-go, you had to have a different play style to me and that you couldn't focus on powers and instead yeah, had, had to focus, to focus on, on, on shooting. So it's like there's like... You, you build a loadout and instead of... You can be over-encumbered, but instead of that meaning you move slower, all it means is that you recharge your ability slower. Yeah. Oh, right. So you're still the same speed, but it's oh, just like cool. you have better weapons, but that means you can't utilize your abilities as much. Okay, so mm-hmm. on the subject of weapons... Uh, uh, Alana, you did like a preview for this or something. It, this is something they've worked on a lot for for Andromeda. They've really tightened up the shooting, right? Oh yeah, I think uh, as an action game, like it, it plays great. I'm, okay, from what I have played, I'm pretty satisfied. Like I remember before everyone got mad at the ending, back before the game was out. Like ME3's big like bone of contention was the fact that they added a multiplayer mode to this, you know, historically single player mm-hmm. RPG experience, and it was like that was kind of odd because it felt. It always sort of felt half baked. Like they were like they had a they had a beta for it and everything. Yeah, people and said it, was, it felt tacked on. Yeah, and it was fine. It was just like it was like this isn't the selling point of the game. Like to add on like a shooting component. I but. still feel that way. In that uh, really? I think this this multiplayer mode is totally solid, um, but it doesn't really exist in partnership with the main campaign. Right. Where I feel like uh, in other games that have more horde modes, it kind of does. Um, yeah. It it doesn't. Nothing about the main campaign. Is similar to this, really. Um, but you know, I mean, there are microtransactions. It's oh, good. definitely a great way for them to make, to make money. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I think I think this might find actually like a small but but really vocal home on PS4, especially because horde mode or multiplayer cooperative things like this are pretty prevalent in Microsoft's big franchises, like we mm-hmm. mentioned Halo and Gears. But whereas on on PlayStation, like yeah, Uncharted got that co-op mode. Like Killzone in, had no something kind of similar. Like, no one, no one touched that. Yeah. Like, well, Uncharted perfect. had that entire multiplayer mode. Which again, yeah. multi uh, uh, micro transactions for it, um, and people were getting into it. But it's like it's again, it's a very small. I mean, it's the same kind of thing, right? It's whereas, like, yeah, for Gears and Halo, they are like core pillars of the game. Whereas for Uncharted and this, it sort of feels like you know, oh, yeah. and also this. That's well, exactly what it is. But I also don't think that makes it bad. I, I think, think, it I think it's all. a strong yeah. mode. It was mm-hmm. fun for us to yeah. play. Uh, it's so hard not to compare it to like other games that are like that. Mm-hmm, I've been sure. doing it for quite a bit longer, but. I think the issue is when um, a single-player game doesn't entirely deliver on all the fronts people expect it to. 
people yeah. start targeting the multiplayer being like, oh, the company spent, they focused resources mm-hmm. on this instead of this. It doesn't always work that way. Yeah, you know? it was made by a team in a different country. Or yeah. 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 No, I think that with, with a kind of sort of tacked on multiplayer, it almost feels like uh, like when a car has like all-wheel drive or four-wheel drive, and it's like in reality people are probably mostly going to be driving it on like normal road conditions, yep. but it's this kind of like peace of mind of like it's got that thing there that I paid a little bit of extra for, and it's you feel like you got your money's worth. It's yep. like I don't I mean, know. There's, there's as long as the yeah. single player campaign is still strong, I think it's a good thing. I mean, mm-hmm. there are people who will want to play it this way, and I definitely have no complaints about it being that it was totally fun. Um, I imagine I actually will play it when the game comes out. Do you feel like this game as a whole is going to deliver? I have no idea. Really? It's, yeah, it's like I'm. People are getting review copies now. I think, and I'm yeah. so interested to see how the reaction is because. I've spoken about this before, but what I played, uh, the single-player preview build, was buggy as hell, Mm. and I didn't like a lot of the dialogue, but I think the gameplay is just dramatically better, leagues better. Um, It's like I really don't know what to expect Mm. right now. Mm. I I want it to be amazing. Well, it's one of those situations where uh, even if they improve the gameplay dramatically, if the story and the way the narrative unfolds is not up to snuff. No, I'm I'm trying to take account for for my own bias on that, and then I love Mass Effect for the story and for the world building, and it doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad game if it has less of that and more action. So I'm trying to like I feel like that's where one plays it. That's like that's the strong point. But I mean, it's like me tying it to an original trilogy that I I want it to be the same as, and that's not necessarily Mm. fair. I think like it can be something else and still be good. So you think it'll feel more like episode one or force awakens. I feel like it's going to be probably more akin to force. Awakens. I would think so too. Like, I mean, I don't think this game is going to be a disaster by any means. Right. right no. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, a lot of people love the prequels. <laughs> Yeah. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> I think this is going to be kind of a, a Dragon Age Inquisition type of thing. Where right in. <laughs> obviously, yeah. it's it's running on a new engine. It's kind of it's got familiar elements from the previous trilogy, but it's also like, hey, we're on a new console generation. You know. This is a starting out point for people. Yeah. Uh, the difference is like with Dragon Age, it kind of was like a kind of a spotty trilogy, whereas Mass Effect, you know, in spite trilogy, of its really. complaints, it, it is like a cohesive trilogy. It's a start to finish. And, yeah. Well, know. they're bringing it's like they're bringing baggage no matter what they yeah. do. Right. I mean, they're kind of damned if they do. If they if they distance themselves from what worked um, and story wise, they get away from all of that, which it seems like they're doing in yeah. terms of narrative uh, or they stay too close to it. I mean, you're going to piss off people it's there you have to build a bridge to a new generation of people that's why i feel like it's on me or on us to make that distance right it's on me to be like i should not be expecting this to be the same as it was and Mm -hmm. it was like you know playing the opening parts of the game the first thing that hit me was that it's really expositional Mm -hmm. so there's like people who are like this happened and this happened and this happened and then a news report tells you that the same thing happened and i was like oh no please don't like feed me the story this hard i want to figure it out slowly by myself but then that's just because i had that expectation that it would be like mass effect one which i love and it doesn't have to be that it can Mm -hmm. be still have that mass effect flavor which it totally does i think the alien races are really interesting i think the worlds are absolutely beautiful, and I want to explore them more than I wanted to explore any of the worlds in uh, Mass Effect 1, for example. I mean, calling them worlds is very, you know. Uh, the rocks, the yeah. variety of different yeah. colored rocks. Yeah, there's an orange, there's a beige, a yeah. brown. Yeah, I think going Entire in. spectrum of hallways. Going in with sort of expectations is very important for stuff like this, you know, because the franchises like this are going to keep going for a very long time, especially yeah. ones owned by EA yep. and or companies like them. And if you go in with the expectation that this might, be a you know continuation of the lineage of what you played before, like maybe curb curb that exactly. A bit. It's a totally different team, but also this has been a year of beloved franchises completely destroying the mold and delivering us new exciting yeah, things true. with Resident Evil and Zelda. Yeah, that's like, true. We've we've had that already, which I think is really cool. And then also these new IP, which have been incredible, like Horizon and Neo, and and 
you know, mm-hmm. even Yakuza going back. For the, well, it's for the interesting because I feel like there was a point where Japanese publishers and developers were putting out stuff in these in these big, like, you know, beloved franchises mm-hmm. that was playing it way too safe or trying to cater to a, something a demographic wanted that wasn't really – nobody really wanted it. But between, like, uh, between, you know, Yakuza and Zelda and Final Fantasy and Metal Gear Solid Five, here Resident are these Evil. things that – Yeah, Resident Evil. Yeah, yeah, all these things that have, like, an existing you – know, Neo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Neo's brand new out of the yeah, game, yeah. you know. Yeah. But, like, things that are just very – like it's a familiar concept, but kind of throwing the entire like you know, the, like screw the drawing board, like knock it over, get new drawing board, start fresh. Yeah, yeah. that's a really good uh, point, and it's definitely I don't of what I played in Mass Effect, it's definitely not stale, and yeah. that's absolutely good. to its credit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, I'd love to see I'd love to see EA uh, or Activision try things that are a little bit riskier, which they're not known to do. You know, I they're think, iterative. I think uh, in terms of the big franchises, I think Battlefield One. Was close to that. Yeah, totally. Was, was risky. Well, even just going back to the to the drawing board in terms of one of the two great wars, and then even just presenting the story as a series of vignettes and sort of totally a, different. A, a, you know, throwing away the the future weapons which every game has done for the last decade. Yeah, like hey, we're going to go back to basics. Yeah, yeah. You got live pigeons. Yeah. It's very odd to look at this year and be like, my two f- or some some of my favorite games this year were made in Japan and Amsterdam. Yeah, like yeah. those. Those are the ones. Yeah. Like, all right. Yeah. yeah. I also started. I played the first hour. Uh, I want to play a lot more of uh, Near Automata. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Which is that game is insane. I, that game opens with it's a shmup. The first level is a vertical scrolling shmup. Really? Yes. It's a really hell. Cool. And I'm like, this is what, this, what? what's happening here? Yeah, yeah, that's really kinda, cool. And then it turns into a platform. I'm yeah. like, where did this come from? And then it's just a uh, like a bayonetta style action. You game play Nia? Have I played Near yeah. the first one? Yeah. Uh, I played a little bit of it. I barely remember it. Also a super weird game. Yeah. <laughs> but a very I good mean, game. Yeah, that's that creator who always wears that weird head. That's not yes. his head. Yeah, it's a mm-hmm. paper mache head. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I want to check that game out. Yeah. Moon Man, they yeah, call him. The yeah. Call him all Crowware. <laughs> Don't call him that. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, PS Now is a thing we talk about once every year and a half, pretty much. Uh, that's their streaming service. Uh, Sony is bringing PlayStation 4 games to PC using PS Now, which is kind of a huge odd sort of move but makes yeah. a ton of sense that uh is obviously in you know responding to microsoft having everything available on windows and xbox one yep. mm-hmm. uh into we- uh xbox game pass yeah 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 which that's an interesting thing is because yeah ps now as of right now hasn't you know they've they've pretty much been like here's a bunch of ps3 games you could do yeah. but they haven't really looked that far backwards or forwards yeah so it's interesting if people are going to be able to maybe pick up a ps4 or have a pc and be like hey i want to I want to jump into this library, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, you can play The Order and Infamous, and you know, and Bloodborne, and sort of catch up on some of those like good and interesting games from the first couple of years yeah. of the PS4 mm-hmm. until dawn, like things that sort of get forgotten about now that we have Horizon and Uncharted and looking forward to. I think at the very least, too, if there's a bunch of these games you've been wanting to play for a long time, you don't want to drop a couple hundred bucks on a on a PS4 and even a TV. Yeah, um, yeah. Spent spending twenty dollars in a month and flying through, you know. Uncharted 4 and uh, The Order and mm-hmm. uh, even getting a third of the way through Bloodborne before you rage quit. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the latency probably isn't the best for that game. Yeah, yeah. so that's my thing. Like, um, I, I experienced like minor technical hiccups when it comes to streaming stuff for through PS Now, and that was like PS3 games. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hope this is up to snuff. This is kind of like building on the vision that, 
they promised years and years ago when they started saying like this is the future of video games like i mean there were hints years ago from top sony people saying uh we don't even know like if the playstation 5 will be a video game console like it might not even be an actual box that yeah. you that you have it might it's gonna just be, be like a sega app. tv yeah yeah it sega might be there's there's one console and it's in japan <laughs> and everything that's beamed to us here um what's it's interesting cool. here is that uh in spite of this being totally cloud-based uh sony is dropping hardware support on ps3 vita and tv so this is only on ps4 and pc which maybe that's going to help performance issues because instead of being like, well, we need this to be able to run across everything, right. including literally a television and a PS3 and a Vita, which are obviously way underpowered, mm-hmm. just being like, hey, if your PC is up to snuff and if you have a PS4, uh, we're gonna we're gonna you know make sure it runs good on that. Yeah. Also, yeah. still not available in Australia and a bunch of different parts of Europe. So uh, there's obviously some gaps they need to fill. But the thing I'm wondering is if do they just launch this for ps4 and then we have all of the games at once surely not so right? no that's that's the thing like they they sort of piecemeal it out in the same way like you know netflix has movies or nintendo does its virtual console stuff they they go they keep you little by little because they want you yeah. to keep resubscribing every yeah. single month um and that was always my biggest problem with the service was like i'd be like i want to play like this series of games and there would only be the first and the third one on there or there'd be just a handful like you'd go to Capcom's category and there'd be like a couple of Mega Man games but not all the PlayStation Mega Man games um a couple Resident Evils here and there uh so it's very odd and it's also like these are sort of at odds with the fact that you could play a game like Uncharted 1 2 and 3 through this service mm-hmm. um, or Uncharted or Resident Evil 4 or you could play like the HD remasters of these games that were also available elsewhere mm-hmm. and you're like yeah like I'm playing these games but I'm it's also like watching a movie on VHS at this point when yeah. there's like there's like Blu-rays out there mm-hmm. you know and 4K transfers and stuff yeah. like that yeah and we had uh, we had Phil Spencer on Unlocked the other week and he was talking about how for Game Pass like it is like third party games are more complicated because it's a licensing issue right like that's not if like for first party games you can put up whatever you want that you, yep. they belong to you but for like putting up Ubisoft's lineup or putting up you know Phantom Pain it's like well you have to have those discussions like well this wasn't in our initial agreement so what does Konami get out of this what does Capcom get totally, out of this totally totally and I I think that like that's it's a it's a space everybody wants to exist in and play in now mm-hmm. right like everybody has their own streaming service and their own app and they realize that they can't do it on their own like you have to play together with friends for that you have to call up other companies you have to make licensing deals you have to pay for those deals and then watch them disappear when uh, they don't turn out to be good and sony specifically has been trying to tie their hardware to their streaming services for a very long time now and they always at least to me have had a massive sort of communication problem between yeah. the way all of their hardware interacts. We just saw that with the 4K TVs and, and PSVR. Mm-hmm. Um, between the Vita and the PS4, like it's just close enough to work. Yeah. With the Vita and the Xperia Play. Yeah. Uh, really. In this case, it's not even in hardware. It's communication between PS Now and PlayStation Plus. Yeah. Like where does yeah. that interact? Do you yeah. get like a discount on it or yeah. – I don't I mean, know. We even had those PlayStation TVs a couple of years ago that had like a, I believe they had like a disc drive on the side of it. it was Wolf, basically Wolfram has one in, yeah. Yeah. in his room. Yeah. It's, it's odd. It's a TV. It's a, t- a TV that looks kind of like a giant PSP ghost screen. Oh, sorry. Oh, I thought you meant ones? literally a PS TV. No, no, no. These oh, are no, no, no. Like an yeah. actual yeah. PlayStation television. That was the one yes. that had the two-player so th- three. Yeah. This illustrates how confusing this <laughs> is, right? They were just incredibly expensive. So I think that like we're watching we're watching this come together very slowly and one day we'll get to a point where we can just like you can just turn on your Samsung TV and start renting PS4 games you won't even need a console yeah. but we're not there yet I mean they've they've nailed some aspects of it with cross buying cross sales yes, especially absolutely. indie games like being able to get like Rogue Legacy or, or Journey or Flower or Flow or whatever and have like okay this is available everywhere like is your P- you have the PS3 copy the PS4 copy the Vita copy you can start stop continue wherever you want uh, which that has been really good 
But aside from that, like every step after that has sort of been a minor hiccup, which is what like Nintendo leaned fully into with the Switch, which we talked about last week, like mm-hmm. how the Switch compares to um, like well, what what a Vita. Mm-hmm. If there is a Vita successor, which I said I don't think there will be, what it can right. learn from the successes and failures of the Switch. Well, yeah, exactly. And I think that's like really interesting because we've said on the show dozens of times, like people don't really want to play full-fledged console games on the go. I played Zelda and so then, much on the flight. Here we are. I so yeah. I think, 70 hours. Can't help yeah, yeah, I think it's just a matter of figuring out the, the way those things communicate. I, that's why, I mean, I got really excited for the Nintendo Switch on behalf of the Vita 2 because I think that like this is a resurrection for handheld gaming and I hope Sony sees it. I hope the Switch sells amazingly well. Then we'll get another Vita. And we'll get another Vita. Yeah. Like that's great news, yeah. you know, handheld gaming rules. Yeah. yeah. Like I want to be able to play a, a console quality game on an airplane that's yeah. that's cool yeah. yeah i totally agree it's nuts uh anyway we mentioned playstation plus uh that brings us to the play collective 2017 announced which is of course the fun lineup of uh great new indie games when they I love when they do this when they just take a bunch of like it's like a it's like a supply drop they're just like hey it's a bunch of games one every week yeah. um and playstation plus people get 20 for 20 percent off uh everything mm-hmm. is coming out march 21st that's the name of the game that's very confusing. Which is, yeah. that's a terrible, yeah. It's, uh, Double Fine is, is producing the game, and it's, uh, I use, I hate, I was telling Dan earlier, I never say this, but I use the word game very loosely. Uh, it is sort of this. Are you telling me that everything is not a game? It is sort of a, oh, no, it's an experience. <laughs> everything is an experience. Uh, mm. It's a sort of sandbox toy box where you can, uh, dive down into the molecular level of anything in the world. And so you're a bunch of like amoeba and, and protons and neutrons. I have no idea what goes on in the body. Amoeba or coming and to the PlayStation. You can, like, you, can oh, like, amoeba? you can like fuss around in there and then you can zoom out and then all of a sudden you are the you are a a, a little like uh, wisp going through the grass and then you zoom out and you are a bunch of uh, like dogs that are like rolling and they're very cute. They're in a pack and then you can zoom out and you become the trees that the dog piss on and then you zoom out and you are the oceans that are surrounding the trees. Basically, you zoom out and you are the planets. Yeah. Okay. So it's like if Katamari got high. It's like if, yeah, Katamari got higher. Katamari wasn't high. (laughs) Yeah, no, Katamari's just weird, man. Katamari's straight edge. Katamari's straight edge. (laughs) No way. I could no. say I could say for a fact Katamari's not straight. <laughs> I don't know what you mean by that, That's but fine. anyway. Um, then, of course, there's Rain World. Is that the one with the cat slugs? Or am I dreaming that? I think it's Rain be, World. I think you might be dreaming that. It's a very stylish uh, 2D puzzle platformer that is sort of like, it looks like sword and sorcery-ish, like pixely, but elongated artsy pixely. Okay, I don't know what the hell I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that might be just one of the cat slugs. That's March 28th. That's uh, 20 bucks. Parappa the Rapper Remastered! Yes, April 4th. You know what that is? Yeah. Did you get a chance to, have you played this yet? Yeah, that was a demo. Uh, yeah. We played it yeah. on 4K on 4K TVs at PSX. Uh, PSX, and it's it's so stupidly, obnoxiously gorgeous for something that's just yeah. like it sucks a paper dog. Those HD change. drawings. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of amazing. Like, it looks really good for I something mean, that's so whimsical and yeah. simplistic. Cell shading ages well. That's yeah. just kind of a fact. Yeah. Uh, I, so that's the thing, though, is they didn't really do much to the guts of the game. It's still Parappa the Rapper, which was, like, effectively the first rhythm game to come out yeah. stateside. Yeah. Uh, I think I was talking about that with Zach, how we're a little bit worried because everyone views this game so highly through a nostalgic lens. Because it was awesome. It was awesome yeah. to play this on a PS1 when we were kids. But um, the rhythm genre has grown and matured so oh, much yeah. in the last 20 years. It also, like, spun back around and died. It died, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Um, it's had an entire life cycle. Yeah, since and it's was tough. Born. Like this game seems like tailor made for touch. Ooh, yeah, yeah. That's like be, tap that'd be on your fun. phone or on a pad. Uh, yeah, I, I know someone in the office. I think it was Jose who played it. Said that uh, it was actually pretty hard to get everything timed correctly because mm-hmm. yeah. it's not quite as on point as it is now, yeah. and we've grown accustomed 
right. rhythm games being so precise. Yeah, yeah. Like things like sound shapes. Whereas yeah. uh, this, in comparison, is supposed to be really hard to play. But yeah. I didn't play it when it first came out. And I've never played you need it. To play so it. So you need to learn. Well, I feel like I'm a really good test for that, right? Sure. Is I try. Does it. this hold up? Yeah. yeah. You have zero nostalgia. I think you were, yeah. I think you were five when it first came out. Yeah. What year did it come out? Ninety six. Uh, yeah. Ninety six. Like yeah. It was three. Okay. Wow. Yeah. You weren't playing games uh, with rapping dogs who had to pee and get their yeah. license and. No, I mean it's it's a girl. Yeah, it's a weird it's a weird game. Weird game. I mean, I uh, I love the personality I've seen of it. Yeah, like it's it's the kind of game where you can probably get more out of it if you just watch a let's play where somebody's yeah. doing it, where everyone's yeah. where someone's uh, rapping good the whole time. Mm-hmm. That's the thing is like modern. I feel like modern rhythm games they have like almost like a sliding scale of like you know how well you're doing, whereas mm-hmm. this one is like you you rapping great good. Awful, bad, or whatever. Or I mean, that's whack, how. That's know? how it is in the rap community. It is. Yeah. They're yeah. very strict. It very turns strict. out. It turns out. Uh, Tupac Shakur told Biggie that he was rapping uh, less than good. Yes. And that caused bullets to fly. And yep. Not, that yeah. Makes yeah. Sense. I don't know. This, I'm glad Prop is out of jail. This is a yeah. tough one though because I dropped twenty. <laughs> I would uh, just as soon uh, just buy this like a nice collector's edition like vinyl record for this than the actual game because like I love the game but you know again it's like. It's not really fun to play. It's just a fun concept. If yeah, there's a Rasta frog, he yeah, I could also just record. watch uh, the movie Eight Mile, which is pretty much the same thing, honestly. Except he's not a dog; he's a rabbit. Uh, <laughs> Cosmic Star Heroin is coming April 11th. Speaking of drugs, <laughs> what is that? <laughs> heroin with an E. Heroin. Oh, oh. ah, um, heroin. Disgusting. <laughs> it is a. Uh, it is an old school sort of 1632 uh, bit JRPG. Well, it's not J, but it is modeled after the JRPGs. It's an okay. IRPG, an indie RPG, ah. an Indian RPG from the country of India. You really? sure? Are you sure? No, it's not. You made that oh. up. I, so you, you I was were, really intrigued. Yeah, You lied, and then you corrected yourself, and then you lied harder. Yes. Yeah. Good. Great job, Marty. That's what 2017 Mario's all about. New uh, glasses, better lies. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, My breath. <laughs> yeah. Full Throttle Remastered. Yes. Yeah. That is awesome. That is um, awesome. Have you played the original? Uh, bits and pieces of it. That's mm-hmm. one of those games that I've, like, I've... Uh, I think I got stuck on some puzzle or something, or just, or it was like a pirated copy, and then I got a new computer. One of those things. The bikers, just not pirates. I think you're thinking of a different game. Yeah, Monkey Island. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but no, like I, you know, I'm I'm stoked to jump back onto this. Uh, do we know if this is coming to Vita perchance, or uh, I think this was the game where they said that there's one of these games has a Vita version in the works, but it's been it's sort of mm. MIA, which is a little worrisome. Um, yeah. Fandango didn't come to Vita. It did. It did. Yeah, looks right. great. Remaster was what yeah. a few years ago now. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was. Yeah, uh, are these coming to, to iOS at all? I know Broken Age did, but uh, Broken Age did and Grim Fandango did. Grim okay. Fandango did late last year. Yeah, so yeah, they probably will, but not at the same. time. Yeah, do I they imagine. actually have touch controls? Because that, like, I feel like point and click, like, like tapping a screen is about as streamlined as you can make. Oh that. yeah, dude, playing Broken Age on iOS was great. It was just like go there now, yeah. push this, interact okay. like this. Yeah, yeah, Grim Fandango is exactly the same. Okay. Yeah, in Full Throttle, that was their last. Uh, obviously, this is uh, Tim Schafer back when he was at LucasArts. This was his last uh, 2D adventure game before he jumped into uh, Grim Fandango. Obviously, as his swamp song at the company. Nice. I know this is Ryan McCaffrey's favorite. Um, and then. Finally, uh, What Remains of Edith Finch is April 25th, so we don't have to wait too long to yes. play that. So uh, that's awesome. So that's like, yeah. That's very good. This is like this sort of like carrying the spirit of how Xbox used to do the Summer of Arcade. Yeah. I was going like to say. Yeah. Stuff like Braid totally and Limbo me. and Insanely Twisted Shadow Planet and Bastion. God. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that was a that was a good couple of years. Winter yeah. of Arcade. Winter of Arcade. It was called Australia. the Winter of Arcade in Australia. No, it came out. Yeah, because it was really. Winter there. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, we brought up Summer of Arcade, and she was like, was like "We didn't I, have that." I was like, "I played all those games. Why don't I remember the name Summer of Arcade?" And I was like, "Oh, it's because it was Winter of Arcade." Amazing. Yeah, what a weird planet. Yeah, atmosphere. How do they work? A little bit. Very it shifts this way a little bit. Um, but for other stuff out today, I just wanted to make sure that covered that uh there are a bunch of new vita games that literally came out today get out of here 14th of march uh 
Blue Collar Astronaut is a very odd looking game that is like space parking. You do a lot of parking in space, but it's also like you have to like make enough money to pay off student loans. Oh, they don't want to play that at all. It seems very silly. Um, Serum 2 is old school monster catching uh, RPG and then Dying Reborn. That's a very uh, bad name. I don't like that name. It oh, is we a bad watched name. a trailer for that. And yeah. I actually am intrigued by it. So that's isn't that also coming to VR? I think, yeah. I think I it so. is. And I feel like it's one of those things that probably that's its strong its strong point. Yeah. But they so it's just... it's a horror escape room. Uh Cool. Which, yeah, like sounds awesome to me because Resident Evil 7 recently did that with DLC. And yeah. Really cool. Mm-hmm. The bad guy's a fish. I don't know, but that's what really sold me on it. Uh, the, pe- the picture of the fish? Yes. The that's a weird is a man marketing a doesn't head. even work anymore. It's just broken. You millennials are too great. hard to target. You put a f- fish up there for the horror game. and Well, it, it died impressed. and now it's been reborn. Oh, wait, 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 wait. This is a Vita and a VR game? Yes. Yeah, it doesn't I feel look like great. This is either the most impressive Vita game ever or the VR version is going to make you vomit. Well, <laughs> well, it's got a fish on the cover, so... You Why know, not it, both? Yeah. Ooh, little Colomnaise? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't know what you said, but let's you move on. Hollandaise? No, a little I don't know what he's... Hollandaise? A little of the Hollandaise? Yeah, 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 delicious. Delicious. I don't know what he's like saying Like egg over cream? Here. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's not an egg cream. Talk about What's made of Hollandaise? We're talking about cream sauces. I'm getting nauseous talking about these things. Is this? Yeah. But you put it on eggs? Yeah, Hollandaise. Oh, yeah, So you put egg sauce on eggs? Yes. Ew, that feels gross. I'd be putting like a fried egg on a fried chicken sandwich. It's like a mustard yolk. What? Yeah, yeah I, I would do is. that. No, that's it's gross. Hollandaise not common. That's like, I don't like the idea of eating different uh, forms of the same thing. You're crazy. I take every animal, put them together in the same plate. All right, Noah. Well, I, I eat eggs with chicken all the time. Oh, that's gross. Like, I don't like every that. Every day. That's weird. I actually had that for lunch today. I'm, t- I'm with you on that. Like, I feel bad doing it, but it's also like, this Everyone's is like a it. healthy combo, you know? Yeah, that's like a eating a, ch- a child and its parent. It, no, because eating, eating either of those things on its own is bad. So doing it together is, is also still a crime, but one of those things is bad. Whereas a chicken and egg is that both those things are good. You have them together, it's still good. There's no crime. What if a chicken eats an egg? Get stop it. That's that would be bad. Yeah. What if like a chicken? Stop eats, it. With, I don't think it could do that. I think a chicken could eat. Like you have you to like a trick chicken, it. You'd have to like draw a, draw a picture of a worm on the egg. Mm-hmm. You ever had halloumi? What? Yeah. Okay. What's halloumi? That's another thing Illuminati? that like is really common in Australia. That's not like holidays. Halloumi is like just an excellent cheese. Yeah, it's really Ooh, good cheese. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, anyway, we derailed the PlayStation conversation. <laughs> Sorry about the lack of structure. Anyway, uh, big Sony anniversaries. Uh, two games are celebrating big birthdays. Uh, God of War two hitting those double digits. Kratos is turning the big one zero. Ten years old. In uh, God of War, uh, uh, yeah. And then uh, Journey is turning five. So, uh, yeah, those are the, like the same game. Let's recognize the yeah, arbitrary years. I, mean, I feel like years. Journey was a spiritual successor to God of War. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. S- similar combat. Yeah. Uh, but let's just, okay, so God of War 2, 10 years ago, <laughs> 10 years ago, that was like one of, alongside uh, Okami and Kingdom Hearts 2, was a swan song for the oh, PS2. Okami. So, again, in, uh, so I guess that would have been what, March 2007. Where mm-hmm. were you guys? Uh,. I think I was running my own website about video games. Mm-hmm. I think that was really funny. That those games were swan songs to the to the PS2. Yeah, because at that point it was just kind of like, oh, you want you want a little more? Yeah, there's four thousand games out for the system. You want a couple more? Sure. Yeah. There's God of War and Okami. Well, it was also it was yeah, also, we could do Zelda. I mean, it was also sure. like, hey, so remember yeah. uh, last fall you spent five hundred dollars on a launch PS4 or PS3 and you have nothing to play? Yeah. Oh, well, here's the three amazing games for that old console. Yeah, it was yeah. insane. That, that felt really weird to like go from that to to a game like Okami and yeah. God of War. Yeah. Um, you want to see how much IGN's changed? Go check out the video, uh, Fran's Closet. Look that up. Oh, that's um, yeah. It's very weird. weird. That was our God of War exclusive, God of War 2 exclusive preview. That was a God it of War 2 no preview, gameplay. and it's the most, it's got like a man's ass, 
Uh, it's very weird. It's a very strange video. Man's ass. Yeah. Uh, it's like a strange sort of erotic game show set in Fran's closet. It's I don't know. It's so strange. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, things change. Well, uh, where, where were you 10 years ago, Max? Uh, I don't know. I was going to community college. Was it beginning in 2007? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I was like, I was a school newspaper cartoonist and screwing around. I think I was actually, I, I, I think my, my, my best friend actually was playing God of War 2, but it was weird because he just arbitrarily bought a PlayStation 2. Like, I think it was like someone was getting rid of it and he just, I go over to his house one day and he's like, he didn't typically play a lot of games, but just one day he's just got like a stack of them in a PS2. And I was like, all right, where'd that come from? You just, you're, all right, fine. I think a lot of people that didn't really yeah. play games really jumped onto that one because it was like, I don't know, we were hearing a lot. I think the trailers were awesome and we were hearing a lot about how cinematic it was. Mm-hmm. People yeah. But it's only a game you walk by fun. and you're like, holy crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. and you want to see what that is. Yeah, it was, it was my end of my junior year of college, so I remember playing the hell out of that. I was 13 and didn't have access to a console at the time. I, like, I played God of War 2, but I definitely didn't play it when it came out. Is there an ESRB in Australia, like Uh, EA team? It's actually just Uh, one woman, and she's got an umbrella, and she goes around and just flaps it open at violent games and scares them off the shores. (laughs) That's just like a flock of seagulls. And she did that to the animals? Uh, yeah, we do have a rating system. Um, I don't remember what it is actually. Have you ever seen a picture of it? Have you ever seen that, that lineup of the Australian ratings board? Yeah, of course. Where it's like... It's on every game I've ever bought. No, no, but I mean like the people in it. Oh. Like the people in it, because it is it is eight of like the most angry looking old women and this one like weird like assistant librarian looking dude. Well, they actually the people who rate games in Australia are actually gamers. Um, really? So that may, might be the board that made. I think it's the approval. like those casuals like the, over at yeah. the. Yeah. They might be the people that wrote it. Get dunked on mobile yeah. gamers. Well, they they take applications for it, so you have to like say that you've played games and that you like games to be able to be part of our rating system. These people look like they're very tired of games, and that's why they didn't allow that Mark Echo also, graffiti game to get released over there. Also, it <laughs> sounds like you have, to, you have to like submit an application to be a snitch. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I love games so much, I want to stop them from coming here. <laughs> yep, those veins are too big in that Saints Row bat. Yeah. No, I'm, not I'm so fascinated by the different rating systems in, in, in each country because I think it's like, first of all, here in America, we have the ES, ESRB, which is different than the MPAA, which yeah. rates movies. And the average parent comes into a store and they're just like, M. Mm, <laughs> mm, for my child's going to play this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So then, just walk out with a, a game, yeah. violent ass game for the I want. Kids. I just. I want to meet that Peggy man who says that. Peggy, like, Peggy. Yeah. you know what's the same as the Resident Evil voice guy? Peggy, that's not true. Peggy. Evil. <laughs> uh, yeah, and the journey was five yeah. years ago. That feels like yesterday. That's yeah. crazy because I was here at IGN debating uh, with people why that or Telltale's The Walking Dead season one should be our game of the year. Yeah, and Journey ended up winning. Yeah, uh, I'm, I would have been happy with either of those things, but uh, I think it's like. That's so nuts to think that was five years ago. Yeah. And we were, that was the year we held Judgment Day in the office where we had all the developers in at the end of the year. And we had, it was Hotline Miami, FTL, Guild Wars 2, those two, Halo 4, uh, Borderlands 2. That's yeah. nuts. Man. I cannot believe that was five years yeah. ago. Yeah, exactly. Me 3. Yeah. Mass Effect 3. That was the uh, voice of uh, our Lord and Savior, Sean Finnegan. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Man, Crazy to think about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also that game like holds up. It will probably hold up forever. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Like it's that game on. never needs to look better. Yeah. No, that's. Um, I'm, I was thinking about this playing Zelda. I know this is a PlayStation podcast. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Fine. Everyone's playing this. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, podcast like, beyond Facebook group right now. Everyone like, is talking about playing Zelda. games. It's a big game. This is your fault. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean the fact that that's uh, proof that you don't like graphics aren't everything. Art direction is about the same level like mm-hmm. it's right. really totally. up there the fact that you can upscale certain games like uh you know jet set radio or, or wind waker and they just 
that's partially cell shading. That's also the kind of technology behind or, it. Or but pretty much everything that, in boost mode on PS4 now. Yeah. yeah. really cool. Or just, or, you know, 16-bit stuff. It's just yeah. the fact that certain things just scale better, whereas other things where they're just like, if they're just assy textures trying way too hard to look, you know, realistic in the, the time. Totally being, the thing. Things yeah. that try to look realistic age much, much faster. And it's like know, almost taking a risk because like, people can't. I think one of, the, one of the games of this generation that's going to age the best is going to be Persona 5. Yeah. So I look oh, at that yeah. game and so like watching Andrew play 20 yep. hours of it and I'm like, oh, this game will never not look incredible. Well, we've been hearing all these debates in the office, on the internet, everywhere. We've done it on the show about, you know, Zelda versus Horizon. I, I think if you have the opportunity to play both, you absolutely should. But I'm more interested in what these games will look like five to seven years from now. Like what mm-hmm. will what, when we look at Horizon five years from now, right now it's one of the most beautiful, probably the most beautiful video game mm-hmm. I've ever played, hands down. Um, but in terms of Zelda is incredibly beautiful in its own way, just from an art direction perspective. I mean, those like 4K sunsets in Horizon are amazing. Same applies but, to Uncharted 4, right? Like, yeah, I yeah. remember so many times while I was playing through that that I would just stop and stare at things. Like, yeah. in five years, will I still do the same thing? I don't know. Yeah, it's no it's, it's really interesting as an art form. Uh, and we're, we've only really seen it in the last 20, 30 years in cinema when it comes to special effects and CG, um, where you can look at stuff like Jurassic Park and be like, that's that aged well. But everything before that was sort of like animatronics. I mean, Star Wars has CG, but like not really. It's yeah. like it was like dudes drawing lasers on plates and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, that was that, like the. I think there's there was one dude who did CG in in Star Wars, and it was for like a countdown timer in the corner yeah. of one computer screen. Yeah, uh, really? but it's yeah, no, it's crazy that whereas like, like the prequels are so entirely good. CG. Yeah. You know, I mean, stuff that we think of as being early CG is just not the case. I think w- what's going to be really interesting is to see what mechanics age well and what don't. Yeah, uh, I mean the fact that you like. So like playing original Assassin's Creed games now is supposed to be super, super hard, yeah. which you wouldn't have even guess, but it's just yeah. because of how I mean, much the climbing is. Going back, I, I reviewed the Ezio collection and going back to AC2, which I loved. Like, I love the Ezio, the, those three games. And go back to AC2, I'm like, oh, man, say what you will about Assassin's Creed Unity and Syndicate. Mm-hmm. Like, they feel so much better right. to play. Right. Like, they have, like, they have absolutely refined how it feels to control that game. Yeah, and also just like weird little mission things, like oh, the man saw you, you lose, yeah, you failed. And yeah, it's like, whereas now fun. it's sort of like, well, the man saw you, so now you have to adapt. Yeah, you, you got to kill him with a knife. Yeah, yeah. that's what happens if, if a man Snitch. sees you do that. Uh, but no, I mean, like thinking back to like early, uh, early first person shooters, like playing Goldeneye, like going back to that is just like, what am I doing? Yeah, I mean, my even, hands don't work. Yeah, even stuff like Metroid Prime just yeah. feels, feels strange. Even yeah. like Bioshock felt a little oh, slow God, and yeah. cumbersome in many ways. And yeah. you know, that game's 10 years old now. So. Yeah, like the zooming in by clicking the stick in, you're like, who did that? Why yeah. would you? And that's like, you know, that's in Halo too, right? Like it's just... Well, like there are so many things that are like mainstays for us now that even when they switch where the run button should be uh, or the jump button in Zelda is in a different spot, yeah. like it throws you off. Like I've been, I I went from you have to jump in Zelda. Yeah, it's weird, right? Like <laughs> yeah. that's odd. Like I'm even going uh, from playing my Switch to going to playing my PS4 and then backing out of menus or entering menus yeah. the wrong way. Oh like, God, yeah. But there's no universal language across yeah. all those things. I am like, hopping between because I'm still not finished with Horizon and then I'm, I'm like knee deep in Zelda and so I'm hopping between the two and I'm like oh no this is awful why am I doing this buttons in these three different so places different. yeah, yeah. Um, that was like yeah one fall I had to cover I think it was back when I was still writing guides it was uh, Assassin's Creed Revelations uh, Arkham City and Dark Souls 1 at the same right. time and so it was these three third person violence games that sounds terrible mm-hmm. and each one had entirely I'm like what's the one I can jump in I was like yeah. not Dark Souls not Assassin's okay Batman's the one where I can yep. jump yeah. yeah I mean just to sort of like end that the uh Speaking of like really beautiful games, obviously Horizon's one of the most beautiful. A quick shout out to the Podcast Beyond Facebook group because they've been putting like just 
it's it's like that group has doubled aside from being a place where people can discuss Zelda now because that's what <laughs> happens. It's doubled as this incredible art gallery yeah. for Horizon oh, Zero the Dawn. The photo yeah. mode is great. Yeah. Where specifically, like I killed hundreds of animals in that game. We'll talk about that in a second. But uh, there are uh, people taking like nature photography shots in that game that's just like this really zoomed in photo of a fox or a rabbit oh yeah and like i had no idea they looked that good but they get the camera like right underneath like this smiling rabbit's little nose (laughs) there's a sunset behind it i'm like this is incredible so keep those coming that's how i need to play that game is just be like raccoon photographer (laughs) yeah yeah there's raccoons and there's photography there was also an update for no man's sky recently and i've seen uh the sean murray's twitter account just been tweeting out beautiful photos Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's a gorgeous game yeah always was yeah despite everything like one thing I'd love to see more standard uh, in the same way that we see like, oh, it's the you know quick time event or it's mantling or open world or whatever, like whatever mechanic it is, like camera mode is awesome. And I wish so much that Zelda had like a like a, a camera mode that's just like, all right, the game's off now. Just screw around, zoom in, mm-hmm. you know, adjust yeah. the depth of field, stuff like that. Yeah, I, th- uh, I think stuff like that should be sort of mandatory. At yeah, this point. it seems yeah. like Sony's pushing it really hard for yeah. first person stuff. So that's that's cool. Well, they've got that gorgeous uh, like new hardware they're trying to they're trying yeah. to show off, and yeah. you know, it's, I mean, it's it was, also it's kind of like wonderfully just like sinister too, because they're like ah. The fans will do the marketing for us. Well, I'm like, we don't need to issue screenshots. Yeah. We'll let them do it. We're I think I mentioned that. I think I mentioned that on the show where I was uh, interviewing the like the head guys uh, at Gorilla about Horizon, and they were saying like, "Yeah, we spent a long time like getting the perfect screenshots for Horizon, and then like we put the game out, and within like 24 hours, it was like, oh man, that guy got way better. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like let's yeah. hire him. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's so cool." I would like totally go to an art gallery full of just gorgeous photo mode shots from That'd PS4 awesome. Pro games. That's been one of the cool, games? That's been one of the coolest things this generation. Yeah, seeing yeah. stuff in like Forza Horizons or oh, Infamous yeah. or you know Last of Us Remastered, uh, Uncharted Four. I love Horizons because it lets you pop the character in and out, change yeah. the time of day. Yeah. Um, you can skew the camera like uh, in a weird like angle. To yeah, you can add filters. Yeah, add filters. And that's yeah. all like in game too. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. imagine if somebody just starts screwing around in like Photoshop or Lightroom after the fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be nuts. God, there used to be that. I don't even want to talk about it because I don't have the the exact details, but there used to be this, he would play PC games, but he was pretty much a video game photographer. Oh, yeah. He would yeah. go inside the engine of games and it would be, and he would like scale everything and like add colors, but he would make games that are like, in, he would make the original Enslaved and he would take a picture of it and you're like, this is the greatest looking video game of all time because right, it's right. not real mm-hmm. because he mucked with everything and nothing was moving and so everything could be put into this one screenshot. Yep. And it looked so cool. Or it's even games like that are like, you're used to playing like very top down, very close on, they'll move the camera to a different angle, pull it like a hundred miles away and you're mm-hmm. like, I don't even know what that is. Yeah. It's yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll see like a booth at PAX or something that's like a video game be awesome. photo gallery. Why don't we do that? Awesome. Why don't we just have a have a gallery? We're busy. Let's so oh, we used to do like this. That. We used to do this series at the end of every year um, that I spearheaded for a while, and I kind of passed the torch on. And I think we just forgot last year um, called the most beautiful moments of the year. Mm. Yeah, and we would basically put in like you know fake ornate frames uh really gorgeous shots from just very highly artistic games from throughout the year and a lot of them were like even it would be even stuff like you'd throw a call of duty level in there because you'd be like wow this sunset in call of duty looks amazing and the people would be like that's call of duty and i'm like but it's good art yeah yeah like then, who cares and then you'd have like the one of the, the silhouette levels from donkey yeah. kong yep. returns yep. yep the silhouette levels were gorgeous we like, should do that this year with all user submitted i totally yeah. agree with That'd that cool yeah. yeah and actually yeah. create like a digital gallery yep. yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. All right. So speaking of crowdsourcing things, uh, we ran out of stuff to talk about. So we went to you guys in the Podcast Beyond Facebook group, which is facebook.com slash group slash podcast beyond. And we got rapid fire questions as they're called around these parts. James Dwyer says, 
Why can nobody make a good Predator game? Concrete Jungle was by far the best. Didn't like Alien vs. Predator? Mm. Uh, the first one was game. good. The first uh, one was good. So yeah, I actually, I, mean, I was saying yeah, to Max was, before, I like the the pre-Alien vs. Predator movies, Alien vs. Predator games, because they were just like, mm-hmm. they're more based on the comics and just a lot, a lot more raw yeah. and simplistic, you know? And they didn't have that garish logo. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so the thing with, with Alien vs. Predator <laughs> stuff is there was, a, there was a sweet spot. I think it was two that was the really good one. Yeah. Uh, but then it got real bad. It's the same issue you have with, with superhero groups where you're basically trying to balance different powers and different abilities. Uh, Concrete Jungle was that worked because it's it's just a predator. It's just, it's just predators on their own. Uh, I would love so much if we got a predator game that was just a just a blatant ripoff of Shadow of Mordor or like Arkham yeah. City, where you're just creeping around, oh. ripping out skulls, being a real jerk. It'd be um, awesome. I watched I watched Predator uh, this weekend for no reason uh, beside it being Predator. Uh, that game or that movie is so full of like video game tropes and video game moments. Yeah. It is ridiculous. Yep. Uh, it's kind of nuts how like how many things borrowed from. I mean, like from you know basically like smart vision to uh, stealth, <laughs> yeah, to stealth stuff to like uh, crazy booby traps. Like I mean, it's yep. obviously things that existed, but you know, in the same way that Raiders of the Lost Ark, you can see so many uh, bits and pieces of that get used in you know platform. Yeah, or things. aliens. Yeah. yeah, I would actually um, love a like a predator hunting game um, in the either like was, Horizon or Tomb Raider. Engines. Yeah, I mean, Evolve yeah. was. Ostensibly, a yeah. Game. yeah, but it leans so much more into the multiplayer aspect. I yeah. think I just want like everyone loves Predator because of the second half half of the movie when everyone's dead and Arnold Schwarzenegger's spoilers trying to kill the Predator. Um, the first half is like it's fun for the camaraderie side, but I think you can do that, kill off all the characters, and then just have this one on one, which I think they're going to try to do with that. Um, what is it? The Friday the Thirteenth game, yeah, yeah, like that could get yeah. in that sort of like I love that. Well, that's I, another one that could also work as a, as yeah. a mortar clone. Like yeah, just having yeah. you've got this. It's, it's how do you take a really overpowered character and make them fun to play as? I think the honest answer right. to this question is that you have to have backing from the movie producer. Like yeah. you, you basically a lot of. Uh, games that are adapted from films are bad because it's someone just using the license to make money they need to have a partnership you need to have two creative directors working together to make something good and that just, doesn't happen that they're often. making a new predator movie so yeah. like yeah. there's chances of this like maybe this will become back into the you know the sort of the, the public eye and people there's also actually... a chance of them being like oh we can make extra money off the game give someone the license don't care about it yeah. like they really need to take it seriously for it to work it's, it's mm. strange i mean uh the alien license sega has that i guess i don't know where predator lives i don't know who has that they're both under Fox, but they're no also one knows like smaller. Lives. Yeah, I just I would love it if did you if say it was, Wally. I, did. I got excited. I said Wally. Um, I just I honestly would love it if we got like a Predator game that just had the Nemesis system, but instead of it being like Urukai and it's like yep. like dude, I would love it. Most Blunt's blood blood skull. Or most whatever. things should have a Predator. Yeah. The Nemesis. Nemesis. But I, I but I want yeah. it with like eighties dude bros. So like by the end of the game, you're fighting off against like some guy like like buff nut hug or something mm-hmm. and he's just like I don't dare to predator yeah. and you gotta like you know throw logs at him <laughs> kill the hillbilly I mean I really like, like the like the Jack stuff in Resident Evil 7 yeah. the way he's stalking you like do that but in a jungle with a predator yeah you know? yeah totally or in yeah. a more contained space but I think it might have been you Marty who was saying um this, in theory, could be the year that a bunch of games get announced with the Nemesis system. Someone yeah. figured out the amount of time that it would take from that first reveal of it to get get it made. Yeah, and it, apparently, in development, this, is like the this year. would be the E3 possibly where we get reveals. And obviously, we just had Shadow of War, which has like Nemesis 2.0, right. which looks nuts because you're yeah. creating like little armies. But I think mm. a cool way to do this game is to sort of like you have this person, he's in the jungle, he's trying to fight this one thing that's stalking him and killing him. But little by little, he's finding predator tech. 
uh, and sort of Metroid priming his way. Oh, I don't want to play as a man in a Predator game. What if we're the Predator? Why? You want to be the Predator? Yeah, I want to be the Predator. Oh, man. I don't I'll be like this asshole in sandals jumping around in my fishnet. I don't want that either, yeah. Yeah, it's so easy. Yeah. I, want, I, want, I want to be scared. I want to unlock uh, exciting new uh, swear words by, what was that? by eavesdropping. Why do, I always forget the, the name of this. totally there, does. There's <laughs> that Sega game that was like Alien vs. Predator vs. Uh, Space Marines. Yeah, that was like, I think it was two. That was the second one. Was that the play as all of them? This came out like. 2010. Oh, that something? one. Yeah, yeah. That was like yeah. a kind of weird first person. It was like an arcadey first person shooter. You could turn into an alien and run through the, the tunnels. But is that the like, one that was multiplayer only? Yeah, no, I think they no, had they some had, they single had multiplayer. Stuff. The multiplayer yeah, of Colonial Marines? It no. was multiplayer mostly, you would call it, because the single player was like just yeah. clearly multiplayer maps. Mm. But yeah, I thought that did an okay job. Well, yeah. There was a mode where you had to catch them called To Catch the Predator. <laughs> you wanted to catch a the predator. The trick is you set, up a, you set up a, a date and then you say, have a seat, and he has to sit there. Yeah. Anyway, that's a cool joke from 2006. Um, <laughs> Stephen Fontana says, what genre is lacking on PlayStation 4? Predator. Yeah, predator, <laughs> the Predator genre. Uh, I what guess mode, I guess? Yeah, I mean, if we're just talking about first-party games, because if you take in third-party, you have pretty much all genres. Uh, I don't think there's a really strong, sh- pure shooting game. Like, for either first person or... Seems like such a bizarre complaint to make. Yeah, yeah. But like, totally. Right. But I, I just think, like... I, <laughs> I mean, totally get your point. I think Uncharted is strong, uh, not in spite of its shooting, but not because of its shooting. Like, it's strong because of its characters and its world-building, story, environment, exploration. Mm. Uh, I don't think Killzone or The Order were necessarily good shooters. I mean... I feel like I'm an Order apologist. I really like that game. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, the one of the only people who's like, I really liked Order in Yeah. I think that was one of those things where they spent so long just like screwing with the. Well, same as Watch Dogs, right? It's like, oh, yeah. the second one's gonna be really good. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I which mean, I, I, we had Killzone for a while. We had Resistance for a while. It's just yeah. I mean, PS4. We haven't had a we haven't had a Resistance game. We haven't. I well, wish I'm fine because I'd rather have uh, you know them working on different things. I would, oh, totally. I'd much rather have like you know uh, an Infamous or a Ratchet and Clank or a, a Sunset Overdrive than Resistance, and I'd much rather have Horizon than Killzone. If, if sure. Gorilla made another Killzone game that wasn't a third-person open-world dinosaur robot hunting game, I'd be like, no, nah, you guys screwed up. <laughs> Just keep making those. I play. think we're going to be fine. I think we're going to get a lot of those games. Yeah. No, uh, I, I agree with you. I think we need more um, more couch co-op stuff. Uh, yeah. Like Overcooked is one of my favorite games. Um, Snipper Clips is another one I'm playing now. It's just an absolute blast. Mm-hmm. Um, we're the kind of thing where you can have a friend over or your wife or you, a couple of people at a party and just like play a video game for people that not necessarily are casuals, but that aren't like hardcore gamers that aren't like split screen multiplayer first person shooter people. Yeah. Um, games, games where you like don't that. necessarily have to be good at them or yeah. do well. Which you they have, have fun. They have a little big planet, you know, but. I, I think that you know within 30 seconds whether or not you can connect with that, and a lot of people just don't. Also, really I mean, you it. hand somebody who doesn't play a lot of games a PS4 controller, and they're immediately going to be kind of scared off by it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where like that's where the Switch definitely does grab more casual people because you're like, oh, that's like that thing I my brother had when I was four or whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah but it's also, I mean, yeah. you know, Gears and Halo, I play co-op split-screen quite a bit, whereas yeah. most of the PS4 games that I've played co-op, I've played in that I pass a controller. Right. Yeah, play a single-player game like, like Uncharted, Until Dawn, yeah. Yeah. where yeah. I will play it with someone, and we have an awesome experience because because obviously PlayStation has so many story-rich things, but mm. we're not often playing at the same time. I would say mm. puzzle, just because that's something that's kind of been relegated to mobile, and it's also it's not something that you know Sony would want to put money behind because it doesn't typically kind of demonstrate the power. Yeah, except the witness. I think the witness is the only example. This yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That and even that, if, if you look at it, it doesn't really read like it reads like a, a exploratory. Sure, game. it's it totally not a puzzle. A, puzzle like, a lot yeah. of times, I think of puzzle as like. 
I'm gonna relax after work. Yeah, yeah. Puzzle yeah. Game. I don't like feel witness, like that way about the witness. No, at all. witnesses yeah. anything but that. The game's yeah. so mean. Yeah, it's weird because in the '80s and '90s, it was all about uh, like first-party puzzle games, and I don't think really anybody's. Do- Nintendo yeah. does like you know, Doc- Toad, Doctor Luigi's yeah. <laughs> sick house. <laughs> but yeah. nobody's like Microsoft's not really knocking out puzzle no, games. No, absolutely right? not. Yeah. Like, what did they have like at the at, on the 360? Yeah, like, yeah, that Hexic. Oh, like, yeah, but where's yeah. Uh, yeah. what is it? Lum- Luminous. You know, like, yeah. Oh man, I yeah. love that game. It's on mobile. Yeah, where yeah. exactly. Yeah. That's kind of it. It's, it sort of went disappeared to the place the, where yeah. you play games mostly without sound. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, Brian Kravitz uh, says, "Why won't the video game industry pay any goddamn respect to Batman Beyond? Rocksteady could easily make a Beyond game with a couple of changes. Plus, they keep adding him as skins to previous games like Arkham City yeah. or Injustice. But they make it the hardest skin to get. They know everybody <laughs> wants it. I need answers." Brian's note: They made a Batman Beyond: Return of the Joker game for PS One, and also Lego Batman Beyond Gotham, but that doesn't count. I like the phrase "the hardest skin." to get those are my my notes there lego beyond uh batman beyond doesn't really count but yeah um yeah it's this sucks because it's like we look at that era we look at the batman the animated series era mostly completely untapped in the films in the uh in video games in new tv shows of any kind i mean like the fact that we're getting batman versus superman and gotham the tv show and like i I don't know maybe another arkham game down the line like i think people are totally missing the best era that it's happened in our generation and that's the the beyond an animated series sure i mean i think a lot of it is the fact that beyond was so uh so closely tied to like Bruce Tim and like kids WB and it might be some weird thing like somebody signed a piece of paper somewhere that makes it so that they can't just go throwing that every which way I know they are doing new comics of Batman Beyond uh, my worst fear is that Rocksteady got the uh, the license to a Batman Beyond game and they made something that was just just garish and overly detailed and way right. too muscular and basically I mean gave it that same like just beat you over the head with how muscular everyone is uh, aesthetic that you know Arkham Knight has when it would be so much cooler to see something just beautiful and clean and cell shaded like i want to yeah. see i want to see rocksteady take the guts of their their wonderfully designed games and uh you know s- throw on a thing that makes it look like the animated series i would yeah. love a batman the yeah. animated series yeah game. i would guess this is just a property issue it's like a yeah. don't screw with this era we don't want you to touch it um and that's why that aunt you that hasn't yeah. been a video game time with batman v superman or gotham or anything like yep. that and all of the occam series is effectively a unique series right. I believe also the last movie tie-in we got was a Dark Knight mobile, mobile game, yeah, yeah, which is like also the fact that, yeah, also the fact that Batman Beyond to a lot of people like more casual Batman fans isn't Batman. It's like this weird kind of like sidestep. Yeah, yeah, it's like oh, I like Darth Vader. Well, here's Anakin Skywalker. You're like, eh, is that the same thing? Yeah. Right, and plenty right. of people love that. But um, I think he, Brian's right here in that um, that we get those skins in the Arkham games, and it's just kind of like it's such a tease. I think yeah. it's them paying respect to something yeah. that no, they of course, don't of want to screw up, mm-hmm. like really. And I mean, I am Batman is one of my favorite characters ever. Uh, I would love more Batman things, but I also like don't really want them to screw that up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's also the, you get into like the accounting side of things, and there's some guy in a back room who's got a you know a green visor on and a calculator, and he's like, "We ran the numbers. Nobody wants Batman Beyond." It's not what and we're like. That's hundreds of people do, and it's like. Doesn't cover it. That's not mm-hmm. what accountants look like. No one talks yeah. like that. Yeah, they do. No, they're not. I've I know. Them, three, I've seen, I know the, three I've seen the mask. They don't talk like that. And they don't own five. Really, no three accountants. Yeah, weird. Yeah. I don't buy that at yeah. all. I do. Okay. I'm an accountant. Well, if you did buy it, save the receipt. His Shut three up. friends can take a look, see if it's a write-off. Anyway, Mitchell Clay <laughs> asks, "What's your hope for the almost guaranteed Horizon Zero Dawn sequel?" Um, man, I yeah, I, I, like, you're the only one of us that's finished. I would yeah yeah flying. I would want it to exist like Far Cry. I think. How so? Uh, contained experience in a, in a similarly or a different world, but similar gameplay. Oh, oh like not necessarily a sequel. But I can't I, comment on that because I haven't finished the story. So. Yeah, so I 
this has nothing to do with even finishing the game or not, but I think that the way Sony positioned Aloy as their new sort of... She's their Nathan Drake. Yeah, yeah. she's 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 their new Nathan Drake, um, and which they need. You know, they need more characters like that. Like, it's funny when you go to PSX and you see, you know... Uh, Some like, dude in a ratchet suit. There's a guy in a ratchet boy. suit. And, sack um, boy. Yeah. A bunch of, like, boy. 15-year-old characters. But then you see sack boy's weird friends with the dumpy asses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. And you're like, oh, you ah. guys ran out of mascots. Yeah, it's Asperger, I mean, they kind of have a thing, like, mascot. Nathan Drake is hard to mascot because he looks like a dude, you know? Yeah. Whereas Aloy, I think, is based on what she wears and her hair color, even just the design is a lot totally. more distinct. Mm-hmm. Like, totally. it's easy to be like, that guy's kind of dirty. Maybe yeah. it's Nathan Drake. Like maybe it, he's just maybe, dirty. Maybe he just stopped halfway through tucking his shirt in. Yeah. Well, you can't, Nathan Drake looks like a model that had to change a tire. You know, like he's yeah. just like slightly greasy and he's like, oh, I'm annoyed. Oh, this is just tire roots. But Alloy's an entire, yeah, Alloy's like a whole, co- like she's not only a whole costume, she's a dozen different costumes yeah. that you can mm-hmm. choose from in the game. Um, so I think I think she's going to stick around no matter what, not, not to yeah. dash your dreams there. But what I want to see is um, vehicles flying, like more stuff like that. Um, I think that there was a lot of, interaction with sort of uh creatures like we didn't really get a lot of like deep sea creatures or anything like that mm. like i think just like that's expa- like, yeah. yeah expanding the Water. traversal to like um you know going underwater uh not necessarily being underwater but seeing like a giant sea monster that's basically a robot um seeing a, like a 90 foot pterodactyl and being like i have a like a janky like wooden helicopter i made with my friends in this <laughs> weird like homestead we're gonna fly up there and fight this guy with laser yeah. beams like that uh, stuff's awesome i think they, they almost shot yeah. themselves in the foot by being too comprehensive with the different environments. I mean, yeah. Like it's the fact that you this get... This game you, feels like part two. Horizon yeah. Zero Dawn feels like a sequel. Because it's so polished. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which we aren't used to. Like, we always it's bring up stuff like Uncharted movie. 1 yeah. or Assassin's Creed 1 where it's like, oh, this is a learning experience for the next time around. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like, oh no, you just like came out of the gates with a nine. We're not used to that. We're not used to seeing a brand new IP knock it completely out of the park like yeah. this. I mean, this, this game got amazing reviews across the board. Yeah. yeah. The audience loves it. It's so, selling really well. Oh, it's 100% good being game And I want that CD Projekt Red Cyberpunk game. What's it called? Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. Isn't it? Cyberpunk. It has a year off there, right? That's it. I want that. Like, where is that? Have we heard about it? That's like five years off. It's not five years off. It's, it's going to be released well, in still uh, making 2025. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I think that, like I said, that there, there aren't enough, there, there are too many ecosystems and too many different types of climate in Horizon. Right. Like, I think that coastal would be really cool to be like, oh, suddenly, like, hey. Uh, if you're at a beach. Like, the ocean, yeah. Like? Yeah. Uh, that could be really cool. Just more water. But I, think I, I said, know. I said before, I see City. some form of multiplayer. Like, yeah. I think four, the four of us being able to, like, go into, like, a hunting ground. Yeah. And, like, have to simultaneously, like, take, like, Monster Hunter. Yeah. Like, simultaneously take down a beast where it's, like, you're going to handle, like, pegging it to the ground. You're going to handle creating a perimeter. And then mm. we're going to go in and attack it. Yeah. Or just even if they assigned AI to that, yeah. you know, having, like, you know, here's your, here's your yeah. Final Fantasy squad. Yeah, I want more sports. combat techniques. I want the thing from, like... Uh, better melee combat, I would like. Yeah, like, more, like, interesting, like, combos and things and different weapons. Yeah, it was really mostly just mashing on that button up mm-hmm. there. Um, I want a thing where you can project yourself as a hologram and a dinosaur thinks it's you and it goes to chase it. That's and a very specific want. I really yeah. like it, though. No, seriously. Like, I, I don't know. I played a ton of that game. More I can, abilities, basically. Yeah, yeah. more abilities. Yeah. More stuff like that. Skills. Uh, Nick Ramratton, Ramratton, asks Alana, did you ever go to those touristy wildlife tours in Australia, saw a documentary, and I'm fascinated by the platypus and those little mice teddy bears thingies? I don't know. What? I didn't pick. Well, so my answer is no. Uh, there's this weird thing where when you live in a country, you take that country for granted. So uh, there's so many places that I wish I had visited in Australia that I was always like, oh, I'll get there eventually, like Tasmania and Perth, that I just never went to because yeah, I Tasmania is a part of Australia. Are you serious? No, I thought it was its own country. Uh, it's Tanzania. No, it's actually part no, of the Looney Tunes universe. It's a state. I didn't know that. Also, don't look at me like it's I'm serious. Sorry. All right, let's do a list of American things you don't know. It's like me being like, wait, Hawaii is a part of the U.S. 
Well, hey, there's plenty kinda. of people who argue with you. So you can't mail presents there. It's not the continental one. Many rappers think the Earth is flat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, um, flatty. But no, I, I mean, I went to zoos when I was a kid, but I never did any of that kind of stuff. But platypuses are adorable and yeah, awesome. they're very cute. I don't know. I are think, they a little stinkers? They seem like they would stink real bad in the face. Yeah, they stink a bit. Yeah. What um, about what, what are these little mice teddy bears? Mice teddy bears. I you like the little cuties. I've seen those things. What? What, what are you? Are they? Marmosets? No, they're like they're like the size of mice, but they look more like little rabbit friends. Are they just small rabbits? I think you're Basically. thinking, or like a zoomed out photo of a rabbit. I think this was a this was like a perception. This is a Horizon Zero Dawn screenshot. This, I saw. <laughs> this was a depth problem you had. Yeah, I have no idea what you're referring to. Okay. Uh, anyway, so that nobody is- knows what animals those are. If you know what those animals are. I'm looking at the wrong camera all the time in the show. Just pay attention to where my eyeline is. It's real weird. Anyway, if you know what kind of animals those are, you can send us an email. It's beyond at IGN.com. And, of course, the Facebook group is Facebook.com slash groups slash Podcast Beyond. Yeah. Uh, we would like to extend uh, just nice, positive feelings to our pals at Kind of Funny, including Colin Moriarty, who yeah. announced his departure uh, from the group. Uh, he used to host this show. Um, yeah. just, just don't be sh- to people on the internet, just yeah. everybody, just kind of just Colin's going to do his own thing. Uh, yeah, we wish him the best, and uh, it turns into this big stupid pissing contest for everybody. I'm yeah, like, that sucks. We know, like we wouldn't be here doing the show had Greg and Colin not put in 382 yeah. episodes of it. And furthermore, we wouldn't be here doing the show if it wasn't for the audience who uh, a allowed us to keep doing it mm-hmm. and B yeah. tolerated us as we moved and fumbled and yeah. ha- ate ham. Yeah. Um, there and was got, a ghost. There was a sheet. There and got to where we are now. We're, we're doing this amazing show where we couldn't name that animal back there. Yeah. We really don't <laughs> know what the Wally. animal is. You yeah. got to let us spoke know. spoke about Hollandaise yeah. for a while. Oh yeah, yeah. we did. Yeah. What the day, hell was Hollandaise and days. Why does was, anyone let any of us do any of this? <laughs> See, that was cool because I just kind of, I just like let you guys just, I was like, how long are they going to go for? Are they going to keep going? I'll talk about a nice sauce. I'll get a guy tweeting at me and be like, there's not enough structure to the show. What did we write on this paper? It's all structure. You have drawings of Totoro and his penis. I drew Totoro with his penis. Sorry, it's nothing but structure and erotic Studio Ghibli fan art. Okay, but that said, majority of the community is crazy lovely. Um, Like I I think I've said this before, but I came here a year and a half ago almost, and the first episode I was on at Beyond was like my second week here, and everyone was so positive. I've never felt so welcome in a community so quickly, and uh, it's totally to the credit of. Colin and Greg and the entire kind of funny team that they built something that we've also like built for Kevin. And <laughs> Sorry, Kevin. Kevin. Great. No. He's <laughs> always really rooting around in the drywall. No, they had he's to, not. They had to he's put producing. down tinfoil to keep him out of the crawl space. He has to be I heard behind the that. camera making him do things. I want him but and Kevin's Anthony the dog, Gallegos right? to get together. Oh my they, god, I want right? him and Anthony. Aren't to make they a like show. doppelgangers? Yeah, I mean they're both. They both have great hair. They're short. They're strange. Their bodies can be used as musical instruments. That's a great that's a great pairing right there. If you're looking for a new show, there it is. <laughs> All right. Anyway, that's the show that we did today. Uh, oh, speaking of musical instruments, uh, so the old Beyond used to have a thing called Ryan's Wrap Up, which I think they started doing again on PS I Love You, uh, where they ended the show with a song, and I got to work with a awesome rapper named Mega Ran. Quick shout out to him uh, on a song called Safe Room. Uh, him and I were both playing a ton of Resident Evil Seven, and I know that game seems like a hundred years ago, but that was, game was rated Peggy eighteen. It was Peggy eighteen. Peggy. Uh, Peggy that game was actually this year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I really like the safe room music in that game because it's just mm-hmm. awesome. It's just like funky, twangy, rusty guitar sound. So I sampled it and I sent it to Mega Ran, turned it into a beat, and he rapped over it. So uh, we will play that song for you now. Nice. Awesome. 
Awesome. So thank you so much for listening. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, guys. We have fun doing this. So thanks for sticking with us. And on that note, beyond. 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 Yes, that one. Say it. Thank you. The end. Wally. And heat on a dark plantation is where we would meet. Sweat dripping, insects hissing. Three whole years now, my wife's been missing. Mia, so beautiful and elegant, intelligent, a fate of all, probably her benevolence. I told her you can't help everybody. Now the situation is straight ungodly. Kick through the kitchen and I'm almost sickened. Food in the pot still twitching. Now I got a decision to make. I want to break, but I can't. Feeling like I'm close to the end of the chase. I find a tape and I press play. I see Mia alive, so now I just pray. And she's saying she can't wait to explain. Me coming here might have been a mistake. So I search for more clues. Remains of poor fools. Don't even want to imagine what they've gone through. Notes are laid out. Signs that warn you. Walls are bored through. So far from normal. Bones are torn to. Diseased and rotten. I want to turn back, but I can't afford to. I'm in a nightmare. Can't take a nap. Creeping around trying to locate a map. Then I hear the sound of someone lurking. Could be Mia, but I'm so uncertain. Situation couldn't possibly worsen. Fate could be determined. I step into a room, facing uncertain doom. Playing this plantation, don't become my tomb. I cock the gun, wipe the sweat from my brow. I must slay you to get to the safe room. Sorry, Lance, a lot, cause me is in the basement and the door still a lot. And I'm always coming back and I'm hella jealous when you try to be a surrogate dad to Evelyn. Here's another warning, you should really fear the damage I can do with the chainsaw shears. Oh dear, it's clear, consumed by the girl. Evelyn's the source of this petrifying world. I know earlier I was acting like a fool, shooting myself in the head like boom. But Ethan, I'm sorry, and I'll ask candidly, can you look the other way and help my family? Cause we're victims too, will you save us from this doom? Put this girl in the tomb before we all get consumed.
back any time. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.